Hello everyone, I'm Ben Irving, one of the lead producers on Anthem, and you're listening to the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 50 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running Anthem podcast on the internet. I am your host, Steve, and I have been for 50 episodes, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Michael, Devin, and JD. Guys, it's great to be with you after 50 long episodes where the majority of the time all we had was like a seven-minute video to talk about, and we did that for forever, but we made it. Um, I don't know how many of us are going to make it to be 50 years old, so this will be the first time you can say, hey, I hit 50, awesome, good for us, right? So, I don't know. <laughs> it's really late. Negative outlook I'm tired. on life, Steven. I'm just, I'm just saying. You so, can't shoot from the hip anymore. No, we can't. I should write all this down. So, there are... <laughs> but then it'll just go off script anyways. So. It's yeah, true. You could write down the script book. and I would, I would just go off it. So, there's a 191 days left until the official release of Anthem. 184 days if you get Origin Access Premiere um, from with the PC. Don't know if they're going to release yeah, yeah. that with consoles. I would assume that maybe they will. I mean, that's a great. That would be awesome if they did. Hopefully, they will, they, but it's only ten hours, right? They they did. Yeah, ten hours. But that's man compared to being able to play a week early. Ten hours is like nothing. So I mean, unless they give you Premiere Access on the Xbox, which would be fine. But I think. I mean, that's the normal standard right now, week early access with only 10 hours to play. So. Yeah, but hopefully you can get that full access because Premiere Access, that's just a whole week. You don't. It's not only 10 hours, correct? So you can just play the whole week. Yeah, no, it's the whole week. You can week. play the whole time. So most, most PC that's players will have the game beat before it even gets released on Xbox or PlayStation. Week off. So take that week off, and then when a game gets released and everyone's trying to jump on and overloading the servers, you'd be like, I already beat the game, guys. This is old news. I can tell you all about Anthem. Trash game. Garbage. Don't even play it. It's not the Destiny What's killer. What's wrong with you? Oh, I'm just saying that's kind of... It could possibly happen that way. Guys. Once again, when you go off I'm book, sorry. It's, it's like good. I've read so many books this week. But I want to know, Michael, I need you I need you to tell me. And I need to know what game you've been playing this week. I need week. you, Michael. <laughs> it's the only time he's ever said that. So, um... My boys and I, we are currently, not currently right now, but when we do play, when we have the chance to play, we get up, we jump on FIFA, kick some soccer balls around. And... So are you getting like, are you leveling up at FIFA or is it just kind of like, ah, push the buttons. If it goes in, it goes in. No, I'm leveling up. I've got some skill. Can you, so who's, okay. I believe you. Some okay, I've got some skill. I've you got can, some skill. You stream that and then you start your own no, YouTube channel. No, I don't think I have that kind of skill. Yo, this is your boy Mike playing FIFA. Smash the like button. JD, what game are you playing? <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been playing Chroma Squad. <laughs> he what said is, like what three is Chroma Squad? in the last like 10 minutes. I haven't had caffeine in <laughs> weeks. What's Chroma Squad? Uh, so Chroma Squad, it was this game that was made on Kickstarter a while back. It's basically like you, uh, manage the production of this, like, Power Rangers S show, and then, like, everything turns real, like, later on in, like, later seasons, but it's really fun. It's like Fire Emblem-type, uh, combat, so, I mean, I grew up as a huge fan of Power Rangers. Chroma Squad's on, it's like Xbox One, PC, like, it's so much fun, and lots of references, especially, like, the Japanese series and the American series is so good. Very cool. We'll have to check it that out. Is, that does sound cool. Very cool. Devin, what have you been playing? Uh, so I am a inside beta tester for the Master Chief Collection. I've been playing that. Uh, that's well, pretty well, sweet. Back up. Master Chief Collection was like released years ago. That's correct. So and you're beta testing a game that was released years ago? Yeah, so when it released, there was a lot of problems, right? And... Uh, the matchmaking, all the networking stuff was, was awful. Horrible. Yeah, it was really bad. But it was like four games, you know. Like so, so you're a beta team. tester for the Master Chief Collection. Yes. Does that four... mean? Oh no. Does that mean no. you're a no? I'm not a beta, Mike. No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, 
And there goes our I didn't see it coming until it was. No, I'm going to stop talking right now. Devin, please, please continue with your story. There, there goes our ratings. So we've had two episodes. We've had two episodes that have gotten an E. Yes, it does. Anyways, let me continue here, Mike, before you derail. Okay, fine. Go, go ahead. Further. Go ahead. Sorry. Steve's going off the script here. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. But, yeah, no, so last year they've been working on it for over a year. They talked about that they are working on it to update the matchmaking. They've also added 4K updates to all of the games. Uh, this update only works for the Xbox One X, right, the 4K stuff. So uh, the matchmaking, I believe, will, will work for everything, but the 4K stuff is only on the Xbox One X. Um, <clears throat> so the release should be coming out to the public sometime this year. They haven't said when, but uh, they're not accepting any more testers, um, so we're in the final stages. But it works really fast. It's, it's really good. Um, so, and that's just going to be anyone that has Game Pass is going to have access to that, correct? I'm sure it'll come out to Game Pass and, and okay. uh, be on there. So, this cool. is my guess. Uh, the other Very game I'm cool. playing is the original Borderlands. So, I'm playing that again, and also World of World of Warcraft. So, I was so close to clicking that buy button, and I slapped my <laughs> hand and I said, "Don't just walk away, turn off uh, the I computer." I figured your wife came up and slapped away. you in the back of the head. That would happen. Just so, away. I just walk prevented away. that myself. No, it's been a lot of fun. So, I mean, I'm definitely new to it. I've only, it's like, I've played it maybe 40 times so <laughs> the last year. But this new expansion's been good because, you know, playing with my friends who've been playing it for 15 years, it's always like, oh, yeah, we know all this stuff. You know, we, we know nice. everything. So I'm, like, I'm trying to go through a mission, and they're like, oh, just skip that part. Go over here. Go, You know, go over here. And uh, so now it's like, okay, I can take my time and go through the content and uh, enjoy it. So it's been pretty fun. So. Very cool. I've been playing a uh, SimCity clone. Well, it's not really a clone. It's SimCity-esque game on iOS called Pocket City. It's very addicting. Everyone get in on there. Um, it's been scratching my Hearthstone itch, so I haven't reinstalled Hearthstone on my phone. So I just don't have enough time to play that game. It takes up all my time. The only game I play on my phone is Phase 10. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Thanks. In case you wanted to know for that, I, Phase Ten is good. Phase Ten is a good game. I, cool, man. For some reason, I thought you said FaceTime, and I thought, okay, you FaceTime your kids a lot, but then how does that fit in the context of games? Oh, Phase Ten. Uh, I gotcha. Uh, Did you gotcha. guys know that this is the longest-running Anthem podcast on the internet? I did. I did. And yeah. we actually have a interceptor pin to give away. So, Devin, you got that interceptor pin. We are going to find out who is going to get this bad boy. I'm going to click a couple buttons. And if uh, the user followed us on Twitter and they retweeted our tweet, then they're going to get a win. I'm going to push a button. And it looks like, oh, we know Stormblade X69 XBL. Wait, that's not the right pin. So, Stormblade X69 XBL won the interceptor pin. So, we will we will contact oh, them. Congratulations. Storm. Congratulations, Stormblade. Stormblade is actually in our Discord, so we can contact him there and send that out. So, awesome. congratulations. congratulations. All right. Very cool. So, Devin, what is the plan for the next giveaway? Are we going to do? Are we going to skip a week? Or are we giving mm. something away? No, we're going to give something away. But this time, instead of just retweeting, right? You have to comment and follow our YouTube channel. Right? Get a follow and then put a comment on this video for episode fifty. Uh, you know. Tell us what your game that you're playing right now is. And ah, we will pick cool. one of those people. At random? At random. And you can have this pin right here. Am I allowed to win? Am I allowed to win the storm pin? You're not. Um, you can certainly enter, Stephen, but I will make sure you <laughs> do not choose. <laughs> Fair enough. I understand. All right. Congratulations, Stormblade. And moving on, if there's nothing else, guys, we're going to get into our main topics. That All was episode anthem. 50. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, I guess we're done. So, oh, real quick, guys, we had a quick mention of about a day-night cycle um, happening in Anthem. During the live demo, Ben mentions that night has fallen on the world of Anthem, and it's going to get dangerous. But they said, we're not going to go into that just yet. So, when he says it's going to get dangerous, do you guys think we're going to have specific daytime enemies compared to specific nighttime nocturnal enemies? Or do you yes. think it's just going to be enemies are going to be stronger? Devin, what do you, so well, you say it yes? It could probably be... It could probably go a couple different ways. You could probably have day night, or you could just have more at night. 
versus versus changing them up. So maybe maybe a three pack of scar in the day turns into a six pack of scar <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> oh. Pick up a six pack of scar. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. Yeah, so anyways, <laughs> uh, I believe there will be a difference, right? So maybe you can run into some of the creatures that you'll see at night. You might be able to run into a few of them during the day, but uh, it's just like now where there are nocturnal hunters, right? Like here on right. Earth, you know. So there's going to be creatures that that go out at night and hunt and do other things, and I'm guessing like most other, you know, MMO type games or RPG scenarios, nighttime things get harder and worse. And scarier, right? And uh, that's, kind so that's of a, where I think where they're going to go. That's you kind know of like really a zombie hate game about some, trope, well, right? Well, and you know what I really hate about nighttime cycles is the uh, nighttime cycle in Sea of Thieves. I can't see anything. Yeah, I can't. It, I can't see anything in that game at night. It gets very, very dark. You got to turn your gamma way up. Hey, you, you need my glasses? <laughs> I might. JD, what's your lantern. JD? What's your thought while I search for this important information about the day night cycle here? Well, yeah, I mean, so I think it could be a little bit of column A, column B, that, you know, maybe there are some enemies that only come out at night, and maybe there are just other variants of certain enemies that come out at night. Like, you know, like, uh, not to use, like, to throw out the term, like, vampire or anything like that uh, nonchalantly, but, like, maybe something that, like, during the day has, like, a different form. Like, let's say, like, some of its uh, more sensitive tissue or softer tissue is sensitive to light. So at night, like, so, example, um, what what did we call it last week? The like the space buffalo or space, space cow? cow? Space scare bear. Space cow. Yeah, like what if like some of that like hardened? Did you say like, scare bear? Like... Yeah, the scare bear. What? That was not at all part of the thing. But go ahead, Jaden. Uh, yeah. So you take uh, like like imagine if like some of the like hard armored platings and stuff like underneath that like there were like other parts of the body that extend uh and that tissue is like sensitive to like daylight or something so it's like a deadlier form at night and it can only come out at night because of you know like i don't know uv rays or something like that but then there's also the possibility that like big creatures come out at night and even bigger creatures come out to hunt them and i'm excited by that that i want to kill little big things they didn't say there was a bigger creature than the titan we saw right so they said they yeah, did say something about time. big big creatures, but I also found this thing uh, going back to like July fifteenth. Some um, user Braden on Twitter says, "How do different weather conditions come about? Are they triggered by scenarios and certain areas of the map? Are they on a cycle like the day and night cycle, or are they simply random things? Um, they're controlled by the servers." So that wasn't exactly what I was saying, but so we have our night cycles are controlled by the servers. So I'm guessing I I think I remember this them saying that that cycle is one hour. Um, but I cannot find it. Is that, am I, I'm not just making that yeah, up. Yeah, no, it was, they did say it was one hour. I can't remember if it was in the Ask Me Almost Anything About Anthem or if it was Mark that tweeted out, but yeah, they did say it was an hour. So, okay, so weather effects are also going to be. in our world, right? Yeah, an hour, our world, there's a whole cycle. So generally, if I you're going to be. I think they said that in the Twitch stream because uh, I remember hearing that. All right, so if you play at a specific time, say you play on your lunch break, that should probably be the same day like time of day every time that you play, I'm guessing. Unless that varies somehow. So if you're always waking up, you're going to wake up at 4 o'clock before you go to work and you're going to play, it's probably going to be night all the time or it's either going to be daytime all the time. That's what I'm guessing. I don't know if how it's going to vary like that. But as long as you can turn up the gamma so you can actually see when it's nighttime, that's going to be exactly. awesome. Exactly. Because, man, it sure does get dark. All right. Just so good. Okay. So, good. speaking of changing weather, what, what get good, son? What kind of weather effects do you guys want to see? We know we're going to see shaper storms. Are we going to see she? Are we going to see shaper tornadoes she. too? <laughs> it's real late, Mike. It's real late, man. Shaper tornadoes. <laughs> Episode fifty is going off the right. rails. It's, it's, shaper it's, volcanoes. It's nothing shaper. new for anybody. Shaper volcanoes. Well, what about? Um, we did see some water effects. Water plays seems to play a big part in Anthem. Did we see any rain in the demo? No, we saw some waterfalls, though. I mean, we did, was, see, we did see waterfalls, but that's not like weather effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw rain last year during the storm. Or was it just or was it just around the Shaper Storm where we saw the, the weather effects? It was just around the Shaper Storm. Okay. I'm guessing there'll be some kind of different weather. I, I don't know if they're going to have a blizzard, right? So that's the that's problem. You've seen a lot of games where they have one season, right? mm-hmm. all of the division. Uh, it's always winter, or um, 
There wasn't really seasons in Destiny. There wasn't really weather. Obviously. There were areas, though. Yeah, there were areas. Like there were areas where you got snow if you were outside the city or yeah. Or but it wasn't like yeah. you know snowing or going crazy, right. you right. know, in regular places. So that'll be interesting to see how they really implement that. And I mean, they did say they're going to have seasonal activities. So maybe as it gets closer to winter and fall, and I mean, obviously it's different depending on where you live. You know, because right. you live in Australia, their winter is our summer, vice you know, vice versa. So um, I don't know. I mean, it. That's up to them to figure out where they base the events off of. Oh, it's Halloween or it's Christmas or, you know, whatever. Right, right. So you, th- so you think they'll base the base all that stuff on our climate or the climate in Canada? Well, it's always I think cold they'll in Canada, have, right? It's they'll have multiple storms on a regular basis, but they'll also have, like, special events, I'm guessing. Because they said they could trigger that whenever they want. Like, they can trigger mass migrations or storms or whatever they feel like, so... Or, or they could trigger a storm that triggers mass migrations. Ooh. Yeah. That would be cool. They have both. That could be one of the big events that they do that kind of changes uh, the gameplay the for that. For that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that, that there are sandstorms. I'm hoping that, that we've got a, uh, a big sand Sandstorms? Sand zone. Yeah, sandstorms just, they look cool. And it's we, haven't really seen, cool. we haven't seen any sand areas in well, anything we've seen, have we? No, we haven't. I mean, not. that doesn't necessarily mean that it won't be there either, but. I mean, personally, what I'm hoping to see is a desert view. The only time, oh. we, the only time we would have saw that would have been either in concept art or in the. Oh, image wait, with what the about what about the anthem logo with all the different javelins? Isn't there one in? Um, yeah, yeah, kind of like a deserty place, wasn't? Yeah, there, there was a little desert place. I thought. Yeah. Dessert. Well, you were thinking dessert place. I wish. I all hope. Right? It's episode fifty. We got cake. Gotta have, have cake first. We should oh, have cake yeah. and we should have candles. All right, moving on. We're moving on, guys. We're, we are focused on all this stuff. Okay, these are some – I pulled some questions from Twitter. So, J.D., go ahead. If you got something, you go. If not, I'm going to uh, walk this thing along. Yeah, no, I was just, just going to say, like, I was just uh, – I'm really hoping that regardless of what kind of weather systems that we end up having, uh, I hope that it actually – because they, they said that the environment has an effect on javelins, like, you know, flying under waterfalls and that sort of thing. So right. if it starts raining, like – do you overheat slower, it, like because it's constantly like constantly cold water? I'd assume you wouldn't overheat at all. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, the, it could be, or you know, it all depends. Like if it's a small water droplet, the jets are a certain heat, then it might evaporate once it gets close enough to the jets. But I'm no like physicist or scientist of any sort. But like, if you're in a cold environment, like, would you like? Do you overheat at all? Like, if you have well, sand, but- like. What your sands? What would your jets get? Uh, you know, but if it's raining sand. and it's cold, then you have an ice problem. Yes, and, jet, and your jets freeze. Yeah. Iron Man had this problem in the first movie. It like, do you have any problem with turbulence uh, when you're flying, like in like through a windstorm or something? Like, yeah, we did. Flying into a shaperstorm dangerous. We we saw I, them flying. I into don't a think sh- it's super safe. We f- we saw them flying to a shaper storm. It didn't look like it knocked them off course at all or anything. So I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure if that's a thing or not, but. Moving on. Be- okay, Mark has been answering lots of Twitter questions. Um, so yeah, the, the GG God, I guess that means good game, maybe, or good gangster, or Gorilla Grod. That could be a thing. He says, or asks, will Anthem support modding like Fallout? And then Mark says, no, at least not for now. So before we move on to modding, does everyone know when someone asks about modding, what exactly that is, for our for our listeners that might not know, modding is the ability for people to go in, change a lot of stuff in the game, create their own levels, create their own characters, create their own weapons. They get access to source code, or they get access to it, and they can go in, make changes. They can people that have been updating uh, different games like Fallout. That's when you see like Buzz Lightyear in Fallout walking around, or you see Iron Man costumes in there walking around. So that's what they mean by modding. So Mark says no, at least not um, for now. At least not for now. So, are you guys for modding? Would you like to see modding in Anthem in any shape or form? No, I don't think so. Okay, good, good. Discussion. Maybe in a couple of years, but I don't think right now. I mean, it's a brand new IP, and. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't see the point for it, seems, it, it seems like it's taking. It seems like Anthem has um, some more serious tones, and it seems like to mod something would would kind of diminish from those. If you see Buzz Lightyear flying around, um, taking on a space bear, then maybe you're like, yeah. 
uh, scratch your head a little bit. I mean, they, I mean, there's Buzz Lightyear now. <laughs> well, I mean, and maybe there, and maybe there will be a Buzz Lightyear shader. You know, confirmed. I mean, there's some really cool ones. Like, I've never really been able to figure out modding for myself. I've never been that good with like PC gaming. But I mean, like sometimes you have like entire expansions that have been made like for Skyrim or for Fallout, and then other times, and, and in that respect, it can really add to the um, the uh, what was it the uh, the life of the game. Mm-hmm. Like Longevity. Like, people get hyped about it, um, but at the same time, you also just have like things that just become straight up memes. Like I don't know if any of you guys ever saw those old videos from a couple of years ago or a few years ago, several years ago now, really, um, with Randy uh, Macho Man Randy Savage as the dragon in Skyrim. <laughs> so every time you blow fire, you're like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> and it's Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Devin just cracked up just thinking about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So probably, <clears throat> probably not right away. Like Mark says, he, um, maybe. I don't know if I would. I don't know. I think the problem is with a game like Anthem, you wouldn't be able to do it because a lot of the stuff is match made. Maybe if you could go into single player and be able to do it that way, but then you'd maybe. have to play alone. Anytime you're doing anything match made, it would either have to they the other players you're playing with would have to download those assets also in order for them to show up on their side. I mean, I don't know exactly how all that works, but that kind of gets into it. A single-player game like Fallout is fine. single-player game like, um, oh, shoot, what was that? Was it uh, Fu-Ra-Da? What was that? What's that game called? Try... Skyrim. There you go. Sorry. Nice. So that game, also single-player, so you can do anything you want. It really doesn't affect anybody. So then Exposure tags on to this and says, is that, I'm just going to read this how it is, okay? Is that a, you never know if it could happen or not, or... Not for now, or is there going to be some Frostbite people that are very mad at you for leaking on upcoming feature additions for future Frostbite games? So he's asking, are you just giving us a press release answer of not right now and it could possibly happen? And then Mark says, I'd love to support it, but the tech isn't there at the moment. So, I mean, I think it's something that anyone would want to do because it does increase the longevity. I mean, getting a good modding fan base out there for people that are in your game constantly, learning about your game, shoot you know you find the best modders and you hire those people because they know your system in and out because they've been building their stuff on their free time because they want to and you have that but otherwise so there's no modding for any frostbite games right so they they don't have that support for any of their games from battlefield to battlefront anything on pc none of the frostbite so frostbite engine doesn't support because they have to take the time to create that so that other people can do that so that's basically kind of what he's saying is, well, well, he would like that, but it just doesn't exist. So, and then they you, don't. I, I mean, I don't think they want it. EA doesn't want it to exist, basically. Well, I think because yeah. you get into the the when people start making things, like, do people start selling things? Do they start selling them on different websites? People are just making yeah, everything. I mean, they, you get into licensing issues, like, like black market esque. Well, and they also break the game, and you know, a lot of people make the mods to cheat and do other things so well yeah and then you also get into like that really weird territory of like you know like nudity mods and things that like turn like make children killable or something like that like things that start getting very inappropriate uh very quickly that you like I, well i mean it's just like as a creator of uh, uh, as a creator of a game all right and somebody sees like somebody else playing your game but it's modded and they may not know that and they see in that game that you can kill like they could like people yeah. and then you kill children it sends the it could be a terrible pr nightmare uh and just spiral out from there like i oof. yeah all right is moving there a on. for that has that happened yes jd always taking us to the dark places yeah steam, steam games about it. I, I really right. don't talking about kids in it. anyway so christopher adams from twitter says <clears throat> he says it in this voice robbins in some gameplay we see ruins around the map what kind of ruins are they and Mark says, human in something, I guess. So all the, ru- all the ruins we've seen. So, I mean, he says in something. So it could be Scar, Shapers, the Dominion. I don't know if the Shapers are going to have ruins on their own planet. It's possible. Maybe they had to s- somewhere to stay while they were making all this stuff. But grab it, ruins, Dominion ruins. What do you guys think? Grab it. Totally grab it. Okay, fair enough. I like it. So... Opposable so, thumb grab it. So it... I mean... It's a it's a neat thing to think about the you know whose ruins are they? I'm assuming they're ruins of people who lived on the planet at one time. The ancient Puebloans. Good job, ancient, Mike. 
Puebloans. Yeah. Wouldn't it just be ancient Pueblo? No. Yes. Not according to the state parks. Fair enough. Yeah, Stephen. Sorry. Get out there. Been visit a while your state parks. Been to the national or state park? Hey? Visit I your state was there. parks. I'll visit my state parks, and there will be state parks in Anthem that we can go visit, and there'll be little <laughs> rabbit patches. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Legion of Dawn State Park. Yeah. Everything is destroyed, and we are all under attack. Please right. make your way to the exits. Please do yeah, not walk on the walls. So. Do not pet the scar. Okay, Cody McCulloch. 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 McCulloch? Collector's Edition? Question mark? Cody, mark. Cody, we apologize for the mispronunciation of your... I got it right in one of those. Then Mark says, no other editions planned. Okay. I mean, he's answered that question like... Forever. <laughs> so a billion times, and and this is this was the question that we we were talking about. So he's answered this question numerous times. He's answered the question about when it's going to release numerous times. So Mark's out there just tweeting a ton as much as he can over and over again, answering a lot of the same questions. Is this? Do people just not know because they're just not informed or they're just not looking? I mean, someone could probably take Mark's Twitter profile, scroll down a couple um, pages, and find the answer to their question. So is this a case of their message just not getting out if Mark is the only one trying to get it out there? Because Mark has a lot of followers. He's got a lot of Bioware um, fans. But obviously people don't know where to go to get the information because they keep asking the same thing over and over again. So what's the solution? So in our, in our pre-show, we talked about there's there could be a couple different reasons. There could be um, I want my answer... I'm thinking about it right now. I want my answer right now. I'm going to send the tweet, and I want a response in the next three, 30 seconds. Okay, so there's that There's that crowd. There's also the crowd of, well, I know this has been answered before. I don't really want to go search for it because Google, and, and, they re, and they ask the question again. Then I think there's a group that, like, just really wants that interaction, that personal interaction with Mark. So they've seen that this question has been answered a bunch, and so maybe, hey, I'll ask it. And I'll get a direct tweet from Mark, and that'll be cool, which probably is cool. And so they just ask it. Yeah, if he'd ever answer any of my questions, it might be cool, but, you know, whatever. Well, and I'll then just... and then there's maybe another group that, that Mark has a list in front of them that says, you can answer these questions as many times as you want. Anything else that you are asked, please stay away from. I'm sure he doesn't you know, have I mean, lists, but I'm sure he's, I mean, not yeah, one I'm sure he has paper. guidance. I'm sure he has wow. guidance, though. I mean, he's probably part of that guidance. Says, more like, like the guidelines, really. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> guidelines, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, there's a mix of everything. Like you said, there's a lot of people that just, you know, don't want to go to the effort of just typing in Anthem the game and <laughs> trying to find information. I mean, obviously, we like to find information, but um, there's a lot of people. I mean, it, you just see how many times he's asked the same questions over and over again. And it's like, oh, well, I mean, there's still a lot of people out there that have no idea what's going on. Is that what you're thinking, Steve? Are you thinking that 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 people aren't getting the information? Like yeah, maybe they I'm, should subscribe to the longest running Anthem podcast on the internet? I mean, they could do that and they can get the fantastic jokes that you pulled out of the beginning of this episode, which would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm thinking that you know, there there's main outlets that people go for news, and right. because they haven't been too vocal on those, they did the Game Informer cover story, um, which had a lot of information. But even then, that, that was, was still July, pretty early. And yeah. now that people are seeing stuff at E3, um, June, July. yeah, they, it was before E3. But now that people are seeing stuff, they don't know where to go to find the answers because they'll go to a place like IGN, they'll go to a place like Game Informer, and there's not a lot of information there that they want to that they want to hear. And you I'm mean guessing like big credible sites, you know. Yeah, the big credible ones that are um, sanctioned to have this sanctioned. kind of information. Sanctioned. 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 So, sanctioned. so I mean, like, what's the answer? Do they just pay for pop-up ads in Fortnite because everyone's playing Fortnite and they'll see it there? You know, that hey, there's no collector's edition announced for Anthem. Stop asking because you know there's that many people playing, so you can pay for it there. But otherwise, I, I would say, you know, we haven't had new information since the last time we heard anything, which was what? We had the blog post on the second of this month and we haven't heard anything. So is it just, a, you know, they're not saying stuff officially and it's just going, I mean, Mark's official, but it's obviously, there's a lot of things that aren't being communicated well, I don't think. 
Yeah. Instead of doing like the so, monthly update that's actually Anthem focused, it's kind of I mean they did a recap of Bioware, EA play. Right. I mean it's right. Bioware. Right, but I would say that because Anthem is their their main thing right now, you know It should be Anthem focused. It should be Anthem focused. I'm not saying that we should ignore Dragon Age and all those that's other games that they do. Um but just kind of my thought. Focus. Right. So I, I don't know what the real answer is. I wish I wish we had more information. Is there a real answer? I mean, there is a real answer. We'll, you just tell we'll, us everything. We'll get right now. They're just not going to tell us, but we'll get information right. when they want to give us information. And and isn't yeah. this kind of kind of serving their purpose also? Because we're still talking about it. We're still sitting here getting as yeah. much information out as we can. And we spent forty seven episodes talking about a seven minute trailer. Yeah, so, but that, but that's that's a group it's also of people a that are going to. Right? I mean, I was... you're absolutely right. It is a double edged sword, and I wish I had that sword. Because you've been bugging me lately. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, we've talked about this a lot. And I just don't, I mean, we don't understand how they have their uh, plans, you know, their P, their PR plans or their media right. and stuff like that. And it's like a simple weekly thing, you know, a weekly blog about it or a weekly here's a piece of concept art or anything mm-hmm. about it, you know, to keep. A trickle charge kind of thing. trickle just, going, right? Just a yeah. trickle would be nice. But again, I mean, we're just. We're just really anxious, is all. Yeah, I mean, we've we, seen we some awesome stuff. I, mean, I, I feel like I feel yeah. like it does need to be said though that like if you don't get that information, like, I mean, even if you're following Mark Dara on Twitter, you may not get an answer. I mean, you may not see every answer that he gives out. And the the, the thing about that is that if you're not the kind of person who would follow Mark Dara on Twitter, who, what what's to say <laughs> that you're the type of person who would also like regularly visit the Bioware blog? Like, if yeah. That's no. a certain type of fan, and that's not the majority of most fans. And sometimes, like the, sometimes, you have the overlap of your average gamer and then your average Twitter user. And that you know, instead of having a diehard fan who might already have the answer to this question, they could just be uninformed because they just don't—they're not diehard or you know hardcore about it enough to know off the top of their head. And so they ask them, they reach out, and then boom, they have a dev answer their question, and you have somebody. Well, you have this gamer who's average, casual, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and now they think, wow, the developers of this game have a good line of communication going, and they might tell that to their friends, like, wow, like Anthem looks good because the, de- well, the developers are like really talking to the fans about it and keep them updated. I mean, it's good press. It's building good faith with the community. I mean, even if there are, so, even if it gives the appearance of, uh, of like the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing in terms of the gaming community that's coming up around it, I think it's an overall win for Bioware. So you're saying Mark Dare is a bot? Is that what you're saying? He's just a Twitter bot, retweeting Russian all bot. these things. He's a bot. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good point, JD. Having those literal, literal, little interactions can really make you know. Hey, they talked to me. They told me this information. Buy the game. Tell my friends about it. All right. Chance from Twitter says, "Are we able to make multiple different freelancers if we wish to?" Mark says, "Yes." So we're gonna have the option. If you want to make seven different freelancers, I don't know what the number is gonna be. You're gonna be able to make that. So if you have kids or or fan, friends, significant others that want to play in your same account, and you only have one system, you can each roll your own character, so you don't have to use the same one. So, all right, Dan Xavier, Dan Xavier, I like that name. If I understand, it was impossible to finish the game alone. Mark says. You can play through the story alone. You can not do Strongholds and other Elder Games stuff alone. So we've been talking a lot about this on our own Discord, about dropping in, dropping out. So what are some of the downfalls or pitfalls that you guys can see about having automatic matchmaking for Stronghold and Elder Game activities? Well, the uh, simple one is, right, like JD mentioned on the Discord today is, if you're playing with your friends and then one of your friends lags out and then they get automatically replaced with somebody else, and it's like, well, crap, now you're out of the game. So, sorry, uh, we'll see you in 45 minutes. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, no, we'll all quit out and I'll start up together again. So, I mean, that's, to me, that's really the only negative of people being able to come in, you know, or if you lose someone that you're trying to play with and they get replaced. Um, but I don't know about you guys. What do you guys think? No, that seems like the only problem. Um, although, so so when we would go in and play the game that shall not be named, and we had to do those activities, usually, so Steve, near the end of our group, it was you and I, and we always kind of counted on a third to drop in. And sometimes that would happen, and sometimes it wouldn't. 
So when it did, we were like, yeah, somebody's here doing the same activity in the same lobby, doing the same thing, um, and it helped out. But then most of the time, it was just it was just him and I, which wasn't bad either. I mean, activities took a little bit longer, but but I don't think that mattered because we were still playing. Um, it was an activity we had done over and over again, so so we kind of knew what to do. We knew what to expect. There was no get back. I mean, we kind of knew the level, and so it was just a time for us just to hang out together, shoot some mans, and and you know blow the thing up. Um, so I guess I guess it, it could be a problem, um, especially if you're especially if one of your group gets kicked. So yeah, I agree with you, Devin. This one time. It's really JD that you're agreeing with. So. JD, I agree with you via Devin. Well, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> He's like, I mean, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's the only possible problem, though. I mean, I, I play a lot of, like, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five online, and the, other th- the, the thing about matchmaking sometimes can be is that you get paired with people that are otherwise... Uh, annoying to play with. I mean, unless, like, usually when I go on GTA 5, I, I have an Xbox Live party all by myself, so then that way I don't ever hear anybody else um, because there's a lot of children in that game. And there's also just a lot of people who are... Well, I mean, it's just that, like, if I'm not playing with my friends and I'm, like, interested in the conversation, I don't oh, want I know. to be hearing stuff. Like, you get, you, get, you know, like, yep. six-year-olds who should not be playing Grand Theft Auto. Correct. Or you get somebody who's, like... mother doesn't love them. They're like playing games and they have like their speaker going on loud or something like that. Um, and you mean those those ratings mean something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ratings are important, I mean, people. And, and then you, I, I do have to say that there is some merit to uh, to Bungie's argument for why they never put uh, matchmaking into like things like raids and that sort of thing, which is if you get paired with somebody in a complex uh, sort of game mode that requires communication. Um, there's no, like, even if you have matchmaking settings to, like, you require a mic or something like that, that's never always been successful because sometimes people will plug in a mic for matchmaking so they can more easily find a match and then they'll unplug it. Or that's been my experience in the past when they've tried implementing things like that. And you have somebody come in, they unplug their mic in a situation where you need team communication and you just have this silent dude going around doing his own thing. And yeah. he's not able to tell you. It's it's anti teamwork uh, that happens at that point. Well, I don't know I if that's. I don't know yeah. if that's so much. Uh, I think that's just a bungee excuse. There's there's this little tiny company called Blizzard that ten years ago they did forty man raids, when they're like, eh, forty people, yeah, sure, we can make we can manage forty people. Players are smart enough to do that. So, yeah. you know, I don't I don't know if I don't know if it's so much that I think. I think players should have the option. If you right. are anti-social gamer, like I am, I as well just turn everything off. When I'm playing Overwatch, I just consider like all my opponent or all my teammates as AI. Like sometimes you have really good AI, sometimes you have really bad AI. Man, and so yeah, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, because yeah, I, get that. I get that. So because I don't, I don't want to talk to people. I don't like talking to people, which mm-hmm. is weird when you think about it. Um, and I don't. I don't want to have those interactions either because like you said jd it's hit and miss sometimes you have the interactions where you're friends with people from now until forever on xbox live and they're good friends and that's cool but it that's not the norm that doesn't How often happen do you very think often you find one of those people i'm talking with devin so um we didn't mean that next oh say. right so it doesn't happen <laughs> that often so we didn't meet on xbox live we met across a crowded room our so, eyes locked we knew we would be doing a podcast. One. This took a weird turn. But, uh, so, I mean, I Even did in uh, Bungie's, you know, game, Destiny. Uh, oh. Obviously, I said it already once before, so it's fine. <laughs> I thought you were talking about um, Destiny's Child. No, no. He said the thing. Um, you have to use LFG, right? You have to use third-party mm-hmm. sources. And I never had a bad experience with that, just meeting up with random people to play through the objective. But that was because we're all like, look, we're wanting to complete this objective. And so, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess matchmaking could be a little bit different because maybe they're not as uh, dedicated into it because they're not like, okay, let me go type up, look up on a website, type in my name, say what I'm looking for, and try and search and find and send me a message and invite me and set up all this stuff. So that takes a little bit more effort than click on matchmaking to join. And they're right. like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll go ahead and 
see what I get. I only got a few minutes, but I'm not really going to play. I mean, you could get stuff like that, but uh, for me, the you know the looking for game stuff, ha- I haven't had a bad experience with that. So um, I know people out there have. I mean, there's been a problem where you join and then you get kicked and whatever. But um, see, I mean, that's the thing is like do, they talk about you know being able to take care of toxic players and those kind of mm-hmm. things. And it's like, well, how is that all going to work? I mean, they have to explain that all to us, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, is there going to be a voting system? Or, I mean, if we're playing, if three of us are playing together in a party and we'll just keep kicking everyone, I mean, is that going to be an issue? Or are we going to get flagged because we keep kicking everyone? Um, because you're waiting for the fourth guy to join or the fourth guy keeps dropping out. So. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe. But again, uh, the, so it seems like its own its own meta in and of itself that, that this is part of the game and and you're going to have good experiences, you're going to have bad experiences, and you're just going to have to roll with it. Some people, I mean, I mean, near the end of of the game that Devin was talking about, you could go in without a mic, and everybody knew exactly what to do, mm-hmm. and everybody could. I mean, you just looked at each other on the screen, you what saw who was no playing. Content. Yeah, you, you, well, and that's not going to be the problem with Anthem, but. But you get to the we end hope. of content, even yeah. even when it comes out, you'll get to the end, because there's a waiting period between DLCs and between expansions, which is fine because we know that that happens, and there are going to be some activities that we know, just kind of what we need, and we can see who's on the screen, and we kind of is we're going to know who is supposed to do what, and you can go through without a microphone with limited communication and that's fine too and i think that's gaming in general because at first something first releases no one knows how to do it you get groups of people that are going in trying trying to crack Mm -hmm. the code and they do that and then you start farming it you get good enough to where your gear is increasing to where you out level it and then you put that raid on farm or you put that stronghold on farm and people Mm -hmm. can do it just shipping people through so that's going to happen naturally but you know, we, we do have a guild system that they're going to talk about in the future. So how that's going to work, how we're going to be able to put th- people in, um, we'll have to see about that. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that they can do. Um, still a lot of stuff that we don't know about that, you know, with, with being 191 days away, how many months is that? We're like six months out, right? So, I mean, that's yeah. a lot of information they can, they can be telling us. Like this month, hey, we're going to talk about um, the guild system. This month, we're going to talk about the interceptor. This month, we're going to talk about the storm. This month, we're going to talk about the other enemies you're going to fight. This month, we're going to talk about crafting. I mean, there's stuff that they could put out on a monthly basis that keeps people in the know, keeps people interested. Because right now, the next time we're going to hear about anything is at Gamescom, and we don't even know if that's going to be anything new. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to have the same demo that they had at EA so- Play. What what's first is is it is it Gamescom or PAX is first? Uh, Gamescom is first. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So 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 Steve, PAX, I'm gonna story. so I'm gonna talk to you a little bit, Steve, because okay. you are really good at at going internet dark before um Movies? before an MCU movie. Yeah, yeah, for an MCU movie, and you do that so you don't spoil stuff. So how much of of that concept? Because it doesn't sound like you want any of that concept right now in Anthem. You want all the info right now. And I just no, got to that's... thinking. So if we, well, yeah. but you said, you said take the month, tell us all this, tell us all that. And, and I understand you don't want everything. So I get that part. So so I'm just saying, isn't, isn't it, where's the line? Do you want to well, go in with, with mean, zero info? Do you want to no. go in with... 10% info Cause, like what's cause, the cuz for me movies and video games are that's apples and oranges for me like I'll go completely dark knowing that for sure yes I know that I like the MCU formula I know I like the movies I can go in dark get a perfect experience not having seen anything not being spoiled at all and I really enjoy that but for Anthem because we're doing a podcast you know our, it's kind of our job to know like everything that that's going on <laughs> so when i say that they need to give us some information i'm not telling us you know throw in the whole fish you put you put a little bait on the hook and you throw it out there and you give us something to chase you give us something to nibble on because if you show us the interceptor next month then we have a full month to talk about the interceptor you don't show us all its weapons you don't show its ultimate form you don't show us you know everything that you can unlock on it you give us the basic basic abilities, a couple of different skins that you can unlock, and the, at the end you say and more or plus more or keep grinding for more, you know. And then that gets us saying, okay, this is what the interceptor does. The people that really latch onto the interceptor, they can really focus on that. They can start doing their fan art. They can start doing their 
um, cosplay for their interceptor, and they do that. You know, and then the following month, you say, hey, this is a sneak peek at the storm. It has this weapon. It has this damage ability. These are the abilities that it has. And then you, you know, you don't show us everything again. And then you start talking about stuff like this, because but otherwise, I think I think what Mike is trying to ask, kind of, is like how much how much do you want to see like on a regular basis? Because like, is it just like do you want like a small info drop like once a month or every couple of weeks? Because I mean, since EA Play, it's been about that consistent. I mean, I know it feels a little bit slower because we do the weekly podcast, but I mean, like July had the the uh, the Twitch stream where we got a lot more information that uh, we got the, uh, the the bigger expansion upon the info uh, from the demo from EA Play in July. And then we got the blog post at the start of August, which wasn't as revealing, but it's well, still something. Well, the blog post we didn't have anything. And then we got PAX. And then September, we, October, we don't know what's coming yet. But, well, right. but not only and, that, and we, don't, we... We don't know because there's no precedent to what, what we can expect. Well, and, and then we also had Mike... Correct and Ben, Correct. so, so I guess I mean as far as the trickle is is concerned, I think we've got a trickle coming. It's definitely, I mean, and this is, it's it's probably not anywhere we where we want it because we want a lot and we want more because we're we just want the game right now. We do, oh, yeah. we oh, do. Yeah, but, totally. but I think, but I think part of the, part of it is we have to understand that you know, maybe that stuff isn't ready. Maybe yeah. they're not ready to show us or the interceptor yet. Yeah. Or it's not finalized. And, and, and it may that, not be the so. best like marketing strategy either to like show your hand. Well, like, I, and early. I'm not I'm not saying show everything. I didn't I never said right. hey, show us everything. Right. And and we don't think you are. We don't think you're saying that, but you're saying you want more than what than what is currently being given out. Right. And that's fine because yeah. a lot of people don't even know when your game is releasing. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's a problem. I don't have TV. Have you guys seen Anthem commercials? On TV, um, no, those do cost a lot, I, though. I actually, I actually believe it or not, have seen one because I, I remember it because uh, I, because I sat with my kids and I said, "That's the game we're talking about." Were you watching a YouTube video? No, it was actually was it was it on TV? Maybe I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I have we to think about it that on the TV, but it was... we we did watch it on the TV. It was on the big TV. <laughs> I'm gonna but guess you were watching remember, on YouTube because I have. But I don't remember what format though. No, because I remember being surprised. We'll do research because I don't that. think there's any commercial really? spots. I mean, I think that there might have been a couple in LA. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't trust this one either because it was my mom saying, "Oh, I I saw the game that you guys talk about on your podcast," and it's like. To be fair, my mom doesn't know the difference between Halo and like Gears of War. It was probably Fortnite. It's all video games here. Yeah, it was probably <laughs> Fortnite. All right, so. con continuing on since I since I want all the information apparently. So Corey Pickering says, "Can you use weapons while flying at full speed, or no. do you have to hover to use guns?" Yes. Additionally, are there any air to ground or air to air weapons or abilities? Well, technically, any gun is like a air to ground. Well, if you're hovering, any of the guns can be air to ground if you're shooting onto the ground. Huh, that's a weirded word. Okay, and then Mark says, guns require hover, so you can't be flying while you're shooting your gun. But some gear can be used in flight. So we'll have to see all that when it comes out to see what you can shoot while you're flying. I'm going to guess, like, the micro-missiles from the Ranger. Um, we saw that. I don't know how much more you're going to be able to actually aim while you're flying because that's kind of hard to do. You're going twin-stick shooter at that point, so... We'll have to see how that works. All right. Oh, you know what it was? We were watching... Um, were you watching the Freelancer Codex podcast? No, we were watching... Um, I think we were watching uh, 2017's trailer. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. All right, real quick. I was... From the YouTube. Anyway. All right, there's a lot to read here, but That's there are a couple job openings on BioWare's website. I don't know if you guys ever frequent the BioWare website as often as I do to look for stuff, but there are two Anthem-specific job openings. There is the art director for Anthem Live. So the title is art director um, um, dash Anthem Live. And then there is live service executive producer for Anthem. So I was reading a bunch of this stuff. Um, so for the executive producer for Anthem, it says this. I'm just going to read this real quick. It might not be real quick, but hang it. Bear with me, and then we'll talk about this. So 
BioWare is looking for a live service executive producer to complement our franchise executive producers and ensure we are building our HD experiences to sustain our player experience um, beyond. Whoa, this is really long. Beyond. I just lost my space here. This you is did, great. You did lose the space. Initially, initial product, initial product launches. In this role, you will work as a principal partner to franchise EP. That's an executive producer to collaboratively, that's a hard, that's a long word, and define the future of Bioware's live game service. We are looking for a world-class live service producer who can blend creative player-facing vision and business requirements for success. You'll be responsible for driving the live service business around multiple games, starting with our recently revealed Anthem title. So there, this is going to be like, hey, you're going to work on Anthem, and then we're going to move you on to something else. And here's where it gets interesting. As a live service executive producer... Your chief responsibility is to manage and lead the live service development of our games. You'll do this by working in partnership um, with the launch product executive producer. You will ensure that the game design systems and economics of our game are built to maintain player engagement. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mike. What'd I say? Economics. Oh, and economies of our game are built to maintain player engagement in our business for years of successful live game service. At launch, you... You'll then be responsible for the care and the advancements of those services. Okay, so it sounds like this sounds very similar to what Destiny is doing with their live service team. That once the game gets launched, it gets handed over to another group that's going to be focused on events. It's going to be focused on all those other Keeping adding in going. missions, adding in quests, and doing that. So, and then it says, this is the key leadership role that involves a high level of interaction with team members, development partners, studio leadership, and EA executives. You will be the chief product owner, player representative, and vision holder to our games as they launch and sustain as live services. The successful candidate will have a strong mix of creative, technical, innovative leadership experience from the live service gaming space, comma, not comma, parentheses, MMO, mobile, etc. So it sounds like this is going to be something that's all-encompassing is this game gets launched, this is going to get handed over, and you know what? This live service team is going to take the range from here. Now, I don't know if that means that once the game gets launched, that the main team is going to continue to making maybe Anthem 2 or working on expansions or what exactly that means. Because I assume that the creative, like the story team that's working on it now would stay there to continue the story. But it sounds like maybe it might be handed over to a live service team. Yeah, well, I mean, we know there's already a team working on DLC type stuff. They told us that, you know, in the interviews they did with Game Informer. They told us, yeah, we already have a team working on stuff for launch. So, um, I mean, it's good. It's kind of like if you go back to, you know, Mike brought up Sea of Thieves. They have four separate teams working on expansions for that game, you know. Um, so that gives them all time to iterate and make their stuff. And I'm sure they have, you know, people who are over all the teams, so all the stuff goes together, you know. And that's kind of, I think, what this live service person is doing is they're in charge of making sure all this stuff keeps going and keeps players engaged. And, um, you know, I'm sure they're going to have, you know, studios working on that content. Uh, because you can't just, I mean, it's a live service game. You, you have to, content is the problem, right? I mean, we've, we've all experienced that. Uh, we because we consume it faster than they anticipate or you know they're like well you've consumed it but now we have events and things like that to try to keep you entertained and try to keep you here um, until we can have more content come come out next month or the month after so, so what do you think the model is going to be do you think it's going to be big release um, small stuff sprinkled in from the live team big expansion small stuff or is it going to be anthem 2 in two years from now uh, I would hope for more regular updates like monthly updates to the content because that's what I want is a regular update um, but I mean I, they could do like every three months is a big release and then have smaller content come out you know uh, every month type of thing or if they just keep doing events I mean we don't know really what their plans are yet um, so I mean it's all up in the air but I, I would like you know big content releases along with smaller ones so JD, do you want a dest uh, an I almost said Destiny two? Do you want an Anthem two <laughs> in two years, or do you just want it to be Anthem live service game? You know, with every time they release a new content drop, it's just 
Anthem, the fall of Fort Tarsus. Anthem, the rise of the Gravitz King or something like that. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure I understand the question. I'm He's sorry. asking you if you want just expansions or if you want a big new game like Destiny does. Oh, where they or do the expansions, but then they're like, oh, we're going to launch yeah. a new game and just. No, just do you want I, World of Warcraft or do you want the division? I mean, I want World. Of I, I I want I want more like the World of Warcraft, and I, I like more like Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, to use a Bioware example, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel like Destiny's marketing plan at this point is is almost like. Uh, make a game that's halfway there to being like truly great and then make improve well like don't make any improvements in the dlcs then release an, an expansion that makes all the improvements improve upon that and then forget it for the sequel and rinse and repeat you know i, I feel like that's almost their marketing strategy harsh jd that's not what harsh. i want that's not what i want salty I'm jd so showed up I'm, I'm i'm sorry i'm just i'm, I'm tired of seeing that i want to see expansions that are continually building upon systems like if they had expanded upon you know like uh, the rise of iron from destiny with destiny 2 that would have been great however it's like destiny 2 took two steps forward and like five steps back as we found out after a month yeah so you want content that continues to move the game and franchise forward but not obliterate everything that came before it yes builds upon itself evolves yeah i mean we know when things get added eventually stuff changes right so i mean there are systems that will come and go but um yeah i mean i prefer the expansion stuff so it's not like i have to oh buy the new game and then you forget about everything that you played because it doesn't exist anymore um you know I, i don't like that model i think i i think i jump off the ship if we ever hear the phrase Oh, your your freelancer lost everything and has to start over. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, let's not do that. Okay, so moving on. I think we beat that grab it into the ground. I wonder if there's a if there's a horse equivalent, space horse. We we'll probably have a space horse, right? We have space, space ox, snake. space snake, space snake. Yeah. So the snakes on the ship. This this uh, happened a while ago. I'm tired of these snakes on this plane. So I know this happened a while ago. None of us talked about it. Mike brought it up. Um, so Mark Dara released this tweet, right? Mark Dara, he knows how to use Twitter. He has his own Twitter account, so he can tweet whatever he wants, right? It doesn't always have to be answers to anthem questions. So he tweets this out. 12 is the largest single syllable number in English. 2 is the only even prime. Coincidence? Question mark. No, because those things aren't even related to each other. So a lot of people have taken this to be a... Um, a hint Coder. as when the demo, demo. is going to release. Um, some crazy, insane people think it's a key to a cipher um, from the blog post from August second. That that w- that crazy person would be JD. So yeah. my stance is this is nothing. Where do you guys stand on this tweet? Um, as far as any secret information that it may be hiding or containing. Well, there's there's a lot of information that it, that it could be hiding first it has numbers numbers are always um indicative of code or ciphers okay but then there's also the line that says these things are not related okay so that that's a line in and of itself could be meaning this is probably where steven's getting his thing that like the thing i'm tweeting now is not related to anything anthem or we might it might be a thing where we have to go through his last few twitter feeds his last two tweet last few tweets from that line and maybe something isn't related there. So it could be a lot of things. It could be nothing. It could be the key to life. It could be the key to beating the game. It could be just the musings of Mark Dara who gets questions a lot and a lot and a lot and he's tired of that. Yeah, so for me, I mean, I'm never big into um, these ARGs. (laughs) Yeah, the args or whatever, and um, augmented reality game. Yes, I'm just you know I'm busy, I'm tired. I got three <laughs> three kids, you know. Um, those are cool. I think they're cool. I just don't have time for them, you know. And so I'm just like, I don't want to spend. Ain't nobody you know, got time for that. Uh, any time of my run cycle in my brain <laughs> on that. Nice. And so. I mean, it's cool. I, I mean, I hope there is. I mean, I love that stuff for other people because it's exciting to watch them figure it out. I just don't have time or uh, I've never really been interested into that that kind of stuff. So um, 
it's cool to see from the outside and I see people I'm like, man, how did you connect all these dots or whatever? And it's like, that's cool. You went here, here, blah, 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 all over the place. And we'll just watch cool the things. document. We'll watch the documentary after it's done. Is the what document. you're saying. We'll watch the documentary. I mean, those the are cool things. And, and I hope they have stuff like that for Anthem. Um, cause that's definitely a good way of, of, uh, getting gamers excited. Um, just for me, I'm just like, so know, is releasing information. It's true, but you know, they got a plan. They're going to stick to it and that's fine with me. You know, they're going to reveal a lot of stuff at the end of the month at PAX West at their, uh, their hour long, you know, presentation. So, um, that's going to be awesome. Wish I was there, but we at least are streaming it so we can watch it. So, yep. um, I'm sure that'll give us a lot more to talk about. We're always going to have questions until we can get the game in our hands and actually get to play it. You know, I was super jealous. Ben tweeted out they had people in there play testing. I was like, man, <laughs> screw those people. I want to be that person. <laughs> but uh, I, think just, Justin, I mean, I want to play the game. We all want to play Justin the game. Justin Bieber was one of them. So it could have been. You know, nothing makes me happier than seeing a celebrity who doesn't really care about video games get to go play a video game early. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes me want to buy a video game more than seeing a celebrity who is a piece of sh- um, <laughs> play the game early and because they're a celebrity. I mean, that's cool, right? Gamers love that. But, wow. Um, no, I mean. Can you tell us how you <laughs> really feel? I, I told you Salty was going to yeah, show up. Don't hold right? anything back. But, uh, I, I think I, all the salt is gone from Mike and got to everybody else. Yeah, it's it leaked down on my screen. So um, No, nice. but it's just. I you know it's fun to hear the people get to play test it and they're doing stuff but at the same time you know I'm jealous obviously because I want to play but I mean I don't want to see you know them saying oh this celebrity stopped by play the game I'm just like yeah whatever I don't care I mean that that person's a celebrity just because a celebrity played the game means jackedly to me I don't care it doesn't make me want to buy a game more uh, celebrity endorsements don't really do much for me unless it's Tom Cruise so uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise tells me to play Anthem then I'll play Anthem. <laughs> He'll probably do his own stunts Anyways. in Anthem. In Anthem is what do you do? He JD, does, do you have comments sure. on this on this tweet? I know you're in on this uh, Mark Derrick conspiracy, JD. So, well, I mean, I, I just think that there's a potential. I mean, the whole thing is that ciphers are often used as keys in decoding hidden messages or encrypted messages, and that's been something they used uh, in times before we had things like you know the internet and that sort of thing. There was I mean, a time before the internet. It was dark. It was a but, Tuesday. I mean, the thing is that it's a it's a it's a world where this kind of stuff exists. Where basically, like, they have to send coded messages, perhaps, uh, because of a lack of safer, more secure uh, technology that could lead to uh, easier communication of classified information or something. I mean, we got. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm pulling at strings, and I know that. But the whole thing is that there are ciphers out there that use two numbers to decode letters or text and. Or maybe it's just using uh, using the same cipher twice, but with twelve once, and then well, twelve on the first time, and then uh, two on the second time. I don't know. I'm not an expert code breaker or anything like that. But if any of our listeners are, you know, uh, hail Mary here, uh, help me out so I can prove the rest of these guys wrong. Yeah, my my thing is my thing is if I. I think the games are fine. Like Devin, like I don't have time for ARGs, especially ARGs that just go like super into depth into, you know, decoding ASCII to hex to binary and back to gigabit with the flip flop and the deep glop. So if if it was a code, knowing the internet, knowing Bioware fans and any fans of games like this, it would be solved already, right? Right. I mean, I mean, the sure amount the of brute force is... that people have with the that amount of people, it would be solved. If that was anything, I mean, with the, if everybody cared about it that much, yeah. I mean, but the whole thing we we only have, like I said earlier, we have average gamers, we have hardcore gamers, and I mean, out of the four of us, like none of us really cares enough to really go out and try, you know, looking through a bunch of different ciphers and finding one that works and cracks it. I mean, we're all busy. We all got other things to do. We just don't care enough to do it. Uh, how many of those types of people that have that amount of time to look at all those ciphers and do all that? You know, like if it's a matter of people, it's like the number gets smaller the longer you think about it. Well, I, I'm guessing this there was a Reddit thread about it. So if the Reddit couldn't solve it with the amount of people going in and out, I'm gonna guess that's that's just my take on it. That it's nothing, or else. But I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I will 
That's fine. Uh, I'll just yeah. say I'm wrong. So yeah, I won't eat okay. anything. It's okay yeah. to be wrong. It's okay. It's so, okay to be wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a learning experience. It's also okay yeah. to end the 50th episode of the Freelancer Codex because it's been lovely time chatting with you gentlemen on what is oh yes Devin is reminding us that we are doing a inter, not an interceptor a storm pin giveaway for the person that will comment on the YouTube link to this episode and they're going to comment with what game they're playing and we will pick a random winner that is not me apparently um, and they will get a <laughs> A storm pin. Devin, is this going to be international, U.S. only? You sending this thing anywhere? Send it anywhere, you know, until it starts costing me a lot of money. Then I might. <laughs> but, the International uh, Space Station? But, yeah, no, I mean, you got you to gotta, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, comment down there. So, um, I mean, we put out great content, right? So, no reason uh, not to subscribe. I guess, I guess that's all relative. What? So, Devin, <laughs> Devin, will you tell them to uh, smash the like button and follow in your best YouTube um, YouTuber voice? You can no. do it. Do it, Devin. Come on. <laughs> do it. Smash the like button and follow. Wow. You're the worst. Well, until next time, you're guys, the worst. there's smash a shaper storm coming. We'll see you on the other down. side. Peace. Adios, amigos. Bye-bye. Was that French? Thanks for listening. You, never you can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. Wait for the drop.